0: Dave Fanning on 2FM.
1: Now, Happy Valley, the award-winning crime series starring Sarah Lancashire, concludes tonight on the telly. Returning last month after a seven-year absence, the show has captivated audiences once again, with tonight's episode set to break viewing records for the BBC. Everybody's talking about it. But did you know that the man that has helmed the last three episodes of the hit series, he hails from County Waterford? Well, he does, and he joins me now to talk about playing a major role in the wrapping up of one of the best drama series ever to grace our screens. Fergus, how are you doing? Welcome to the programme.
0: Hello, Dave. Lovely to be on the show. The <laughs> legend that you are, my Oh, really? Oh, keep going. Keep me. sorry.
1: Go on. Yeah, you more.
0: Responsible... Probably everyone says it to you, but I'm sure you're responsible for me not doing better in my leaving.
1: You know, I get that one quite a bit. I get some people who say, if I hadn't had you to listen to, I wouldn't have done well in my leaving, but most people say, I fail my leaving because of you. You're <laughs> damn right. 100% correct. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway,
0: wouldn't have had it any other way.
1: Alright, well listen, good man Fergus, thank you very much indeed. Now listen, uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, for those who haven't d- dived into the programme but have heard all the buzz, give us an idea just roughly of what the show is all about.
0: Well, um, this is the third and last ever season of it, and it the story, um, the, the principal character played by Sarah Lancashire is um, a, a no-nonsense, a very tough and smart uh, police officer called Catherine Kaywood, and she's based in Yorkshire in the Calder Valley, um, and she, her, she has a daughter who gets involved with this ne'er-do-well, who turns out to be a psychopath, and uh, her daughter has a baby by him and then is um, so distraught by that that she ends up taking her own life. And then this sort of, um, this psychopath becomes a nemesis for Catherine. And Mm -hmm. I suppose in a nutshell, it's that tension between the two of them that carries over through the whole, each season, uh, with the child that came from that, the son um, of Tommy Lee Royce called Ryan, being at the heart of it and um, Tommy wanting to have a relationship with this boy and Sarah trying to make that not happen because she's terrified that the boy will become like his father.
1: Okay, you talk about the tension there. I mean, is there tension with you? I mean, like, when you come to something like this, which is the biggest thing you could come to, and you have to do these programmes, is there a lot of pressure directing the final three episodes of a hit show like Happy Valley?
0: It's an enormous amount of pressure. um, But obviously you have to try and tune that stuff out because otherwise the noise the white noise of that would be overwhelming um, I was lucky enough to have worked with the, with the creator of the show Sally Wainwright I, I, I was literally just finishing um, another of her shows called Gentleman Jack yeah. while she was writing Happy Valley and, and she had the discussion with me where she asked me to um, to direct on it um, and I suppose normally you'd be looking to do, you know, the opening episodes of a season. But given this was the last ever season, I was delighted to be doing the last three. Terrified of the, yeah. the pressure involved. But, you know, um, it has to be the most exciting thing to do. Um, and once you get going, actually, you just become so focused on the detail and the minutiae. That, of
1: course, you know, yeah. But I mean, like, the thing is, the amount of series that I've seen, and I have to be honest, I'm more often disappointed with the very end than I am happy with it all so I have to ask you are people like I mean there's a the thing here from the Radio Times which you said the ending is really satisfying it's dramatic but in a really interesting and clever way I think people will go away feeling sad that it's over but I think they'll be satisfied tall order though I mean do you think people will be satisfied
0: <laughs> well I don't know because I think whatever happens everyone's experience it when it ends is going yeah. to be tinged with sadness that yeah. it's over Um and it's, an, an oral, it's a huge challenge to sort of tie up all of the threads that run through, and there are, there are plenty of them. In a classic Happy Valley way, there's the main story which is driven around uh, the tension between Tommy Lee Royce and Catherine, but there is also always a secondary story, and, and, and we've had that one this time with with um, Rob and Joanna, who was murdered by Faisal. And so there are lots of threads that need tying up. And, and I suppose in the last ever show, there's always going to be an added pressure, which is probably more felt by Sally Wainwright when she was writing it. You know, how much time do sure. you give to tying up those secondary storylines? Because inevitably, you have to give the major focus to the, to the key one. Um, because everyone really wants to know what happens between Sarah and Catherine. So it was finding that balance. And and fortunately for me, that that, um, responsibility was largely in the writing. But I think Sally did an amazing job of that. And I wouldn't have thought of how she came to end it. Um, And I was thinking, you know, because while I was waiting for the scripts to come in, I was was trying to figure it out. But um, she came up with something very surprising. And and I think... um, I think it's really strong.
1: Okay, just you, Fergus. Your love for drama comes from your mother. Is that right?
0: A lot of it does. Mum was, you know, a real cinephile and, and, you know, we always talked about films when we were growing up and, you know, she'd always say, oh, you know, uh, I went to see this when I was a little girl I mean she was she would beg borrow or steal money to, to no she didn't really steal it but um, bomb it off her uncles or whatever to go to the cinema two or three times a week um, and so she was very knowledgeable about all the films from the 40s and the 50s yeah. and into the 60s and she would she would I suppose be a sort of curator of that and say you must watch this one tonight and you must watch that one so that was a great thing and that sort of then rippled out growing up a lot of my friends were really into film in fact my oldest friend Dermapower. Power he was actually on your show a couple of years ago he's a concept designer alright um, um, and he worked on Harry Potter and stuff yeah. so as kids we all we were just obsessed um, and so it was like just well uh, just lucky and brilliant that so one is.
1: of the things you do is sit down and watch movies with your mother and you, would that be like going to the cinema or on the telly like I know that one of them was the Douglas Sirk movie Imitation of Life that did a lot to you
0: that was a real moment because I mean I still love that film it's, it's Probably in my, It's definitely in my top ten. Um, and she spoke about that film and, and said, we must watch it. And, and, and I remember sitting down with her and some of my family who were watching it. And it's, it's, it's a melodrama, really, but yeah. probably the finest example of it. And I was so impressed at that age, I must have been six or seven, by the power of film to touch people and to get emotions from people because I was able to look around and see the impact it was having on my family so that was a major moment and I remember also really begging her me and my sister Orla were really begging her because it was one of the first films I saw trailed on TV and it was called Picnic at Hanging Rock oh, yeah. and we were probably too young to go and see it but anyway she caved in and she brought us as it turns out it wasn't very good in my <laughs> opinion <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah she was great and, and um and so, you know, she was always a real sounding board and and, um, and enthusiastic about film. So I guess that was always there in the background.
1: And is it true that an offhand text, and I'll call it that, to Sally Wainwright, landed you the gig of directing the final three episodes?
0: It is true, yeah. Well, um, I was doing Gentleman Jack, uh, which is also Sally's show, as I said, and, um, and that was sort of plagued by... Um, lots of shutdowns because it was in the middle of the pandemic and during one of those i was sort of devouring tv shows in the way we all were and um and actually got through all of the latest stuff and then was revisiting um shows that i loved and chief amongst them was happy valley i didn't know that she was at that time writing the third season genuinely and halfway through the second season the rewatch of that i Texter, sort of absentmindedly, just saying, "God, I'm rewatching this. It's just amazing. It still stands up." And then a minute later, my phone rang, and it was Sally saying, "Thanks so much for saying that. As it happens." I'm sitting here writing it. Would would you you direct it? So that was sort of just yeah.
1: And like even like writing is one thing, but even directing like is it a question of just how the interconnecting subplots are going to all weave together? I mean, the amount have you been asked a lot of questions like the things like you know Will Tommy escape and Ryan killing his dad or Faisal getting away with murder or any of these kind of things? Like why is Poppy wearing her coat all the time?
0: (laughs) I do get asked those. A lot, and 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 clearly on social media, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um But I suppose I, I obviously I, I don't give away anything. But um and to be honest, I think really, although people are really curious and can't help asking the questions, I don't think they really want to know. Oh
1: no, absolutely not, definitely not. Yeah, oh, no, so, it's all about tonight. Yeah, no question. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I could ask. will Alison save the day? <laughs> Sorry say that again. I said, will Alison save the day? Who knows? Listen, the, the reason for the delay, right, is uh, that you wanted Ryan to be old enough for the final storyline. Is that true? Seven years?
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, nothing to do with me, but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, think, um, I think as the show developed, um, Sally and Sarah Lancashire... Um, you know, were putting their heads together a lot, talking about what the arc of it would be. And I think it was always in their minds going to be the perfect kind of three-parter. And that was their yeah. ambition. Yeah. And um, and I think then Sally felt, well, for the story, um, the, re- the the final story, the end of the story to resolve, she felt it, it was very important that Ryan, played by Reese Connor, would be of sort of responsible age thereabouts, yeah. able to make his own decisions. And that was a key driver for her in waiting seven years. Right, I get um, w- Waiting for him to get older. And, and actually, luckily, because the thing with Reese is um, in the first two seasons, he was a, a child and, uh, and he didn't sort of consider himself an actor, he was just using children's instinct and play to, yeah. to deliver those brilliant things. So luckily, he, he he wanted to be an actor. <laughs> seven years later, um, and uh, and came back and played Ryan brilliantly. Do
1: you know just the impact of the program outside of just the like the the, the details, the minutiae, and what's going on? Um, do you think, in some ways, that the program? May not be great for recruitment to the police force, but for the police officer, just to see just that the most undervalued, underpaid, and you know, life—I mean—that they really deserve an awful lot. Has it had the impact that you think it should have had?
0: Um, I think so. You know, I'm—I, uh, I, uh, my—I sort of came up and um, to drama through the route of documentary, yeah. and um, I've made several documentaries. You know, working with the police and about the police. In fact, I executive produced a show called The Met on the BBC, which is about the Metropolitan Police. And you know, none of these big organisations are perfect. And there's, there's, you know, rotten apples everywhere um, in every organisation, as we know, and the police is not, um, are not um, immune to that. But I think generally, you know, we have to assume that generally people are trying to do their best work. And 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 I'm really glad that people want to be police officers because I don't. Um, You know, so uh, it's a really tough job and I think we, you know, um, they face sort of such danger and and probably get a lot of flack all the time. So um, hopefully the show shows what it's like. to be.
1: And and also the fact that a new episode airs every week has people really kind of pining for the next instalment. Do you prefer this return to the weekly watch or as a director? Are you a fan of all episodes being available to binge at once?
0: Well, I mean, if I'm a viewer, I suppose sometimes it's nice and convenient. But um, I was very of the mind that we shouldn't put them all out on one go. Um, And luckily, Charlotte Moore, who uh, is head of content at the BBC, um, felt that same way, too. That actually, you know, the show began in an era when that wasn't possible. And really, its core audience are, you know, used to it being delivered up in uh, a weekly sort of serving, if you like. Um, and I think actually this time, I think like last week's episode, there was an audience jump of a million. So in terms of overnights, it went from five and a half to six and a half, something like that. Um, and I think the reason for that is, is that
1: actually the buzz encouraged people to come,
0: to yeah. really join in for the Sunday moment. And this, and this to, is
1: definitely the end, by the way, is it? Oh, it's totally definitely the end. Right, yes. yeah. OK, well, listen, just one last obvious question, Ferguson. I'm going to let you go. Big day for you as well. Um, did you pass your leaving, sir?
0: I did, thankfully, yes. Oh,
1: great, you see, they can thank me for that. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> Fergus, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much and listen, good luck and congratulations. Well done. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you so much, much. Dave. All right. to be on. Yeah, All take best. it easy, Fergus. Thanks. The final episode um, ever, that is, of Happy Valley airs tonight on BBC One at nine o'clock and Fergus O'Brien is the man. Good morning yourself, Fergus. Dave Fanning on 2FM.